Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show that if you missed the pre-show, you missed maybe our most exciting guest. Yeah. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the Facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here in my dingy just shed (laughs) sitting over there in her palatial (laughs) palace that has been uh, just like well-appointed um uh living quarters uh with just celebrities wandering around <laughs> like it's nothing it's a dutch to the door it's actually pickle howdy how's it going um how are you good like i said people people back in the house so it's uh things are things are looking up finding a lot uh, of today stuff. is friday march 20th um 2020 so it's 3 20 2020 if that does anything oh. for you um 251 days till thanksgiving episode 925 925 this is the i think it's the billy sample episode yeah it's the billy sample episode his uh name is 925th alphabetically uh in text rangers history on today's program we are going to talk a little bit about what the uil announced yesterday and what it what impact it has on texas high school football um, and then we are going to, at the back half of the show, we're going to hear from Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider. Uh, we talked uh, about uh, how it's impact, how the virus is impacting college football, as well as uh, we talk SMU, Rice, North Texas, and Houston uh, with his way too early um, uh, predictions and things like that. So you will not want to miss that. Shahan J. Raja coming up here in the back half of the program. Um, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It is Ed McElroy, Terry Adams, Daniel Agnew, and Tim Latimer. Welcome in, guys. Oh, Miss Terry. Hi, Miss Terry. Yes. Um, okay. Do we want to do our big announcement now? No. Make them wait. You got to watch the show okay. to figure out the big announcement. All right. At the very end of the show, we will have a very 
special announcement about a very fun thing happening soon. Very soon. Very soon. So stay tuned for that. That's a tease. Stay tuned to the end of the show. Um, Okay. Did you, I know you were watching Mark last night. Oh, yeah. You were watching Mark Rebelay. Mark Rebelay, if you're unfamiliar with his work, he is, uh, he is the loop daddy. He basically (laughs) is a guy who, um, um, he, all he has is a keyboard, a computer, and like a loop machine. And then like a, like a, um, I guess like a synthesizer. Yeah. Yeah. That's included on the loop machine. And he basically improv songs. Yeah, he's it's kind of what he does. That improvs. It's amazing. Anyway, he had a tour that was scheduled, I think, for Australia that got canceled because of COVID nineteen, and so he is streaming um, in set. And uh, so we watched it last night, and it was amazing. So Mark Rabelais, we tweeted about. We, I think we both tweeted about it last night. So yeah, follow I re- Pickle I on Twitter. Your, your, uh, your thing. Your share. what are you, Ashley underscore Pickle twelve? Yes, that is correct. Okay, that's it. Ashley underscore Pickle 12. Follow her on Twitter. Um, okay. Um, so, listen to Mark. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about what the UIL announced yesterday. Because it was not nothing. Um, there is a relatively, there's a relatively big uh, piece of news from the UIL last night, or yesterday. The UIL announced that due to COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, that the UIL is extending its suspension of all sanctioned activities until at least May 4th. Uh, That includes contests uh, and games. Uh, And then practices, rehearsals, and workouts are suspended until further notice. Um, And this is just an extension of an already existing kind of suspension, but it goes till May 4th. And obviously that is a long time. Yeah. Let's talk about what this means. I've got a piece up on TexasFootball.com about this. Uh, but this is now starting to creep into the fact that this could have an impact on Texas high school football, like an actual fundamental impact. What I mean by that is uh, I, I think that right now it's fair to say that it is unlikely that any teams are going to do spring football. Um, yeah, it's not out of the question because if this thing were to poof and go away, then the UIL could shift, could shift gears. The UIL could, could change what they're going to do. Um, and they could lift the suspension on practices and then by golly, we're back at it. Right. Um, and, and the wording there is very careful to say that contests and, uh, competitions, are suspended until or the earliest they can come back is may 4th um that does not include practices Mm -hmm. and so if things were to get significantly better before then further notice could mean april whatever right so there is some hope but i'm going to be entirely honest with you that is walking a very 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 tight rope and i just i don't see it happening Plain simple. I don't. I don't want to BS you guys. I think spring football is toast for 2020. I think that's what this means. And and if, and spring football, if spring football has to be ahead. canceled for the actual season to go on, well, 
Okay. Yes. We do that. Exactly. Well, and that's, better to do that's it now. the thing. So spring football is only available to 6A and 5A teams. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they are probably going to say right now, and you already see coaches saying, okay, that we're going to do spring football, saying, okay, we're going to move over to uh, and take the extra week of summer pra- or you know, a pre-season practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to schedule a second ske- uh, scrimmage. You're already seeing that among Texas high school ball coaches. Right. Um, that I think is going to be the new norm. That said, I do think that the UIL is probably going to have to shift some things around uh, and maybe even add an extra week. Like if we are able to get out of this before spring, you know, preseason, uh, preseason would start um, or preseason uh, workouts would start, mm-hmm. then I think that they're going to have to add some time to that because uh, while coaches are sending out these workouts and saying, please do these at home, these guys are going to need to get up to speed and get up oh, yeah. in the game shape. And I think, and otherwise, what I fear is that you're going to see a lot of um, injuries, plain and simple. Uh, and that's not what we want whenever the games do happen. Um, and as a result, so that is kind of a problem, right? That's, I, I think, a, a, a problem that uh, the UIL is going to have to take another step whenever this thing does get lifted. Um, so there's that. The other impact that it could have is we are now – really creeping up on the impact of this virus on seven on seven That's uh, seven on seven of course is the passing league in the summer now uh, a small caveat a small thing about this seven on seven is not uil sanctioned it is not under the purview of the uil so they can do whatever they want. They could go out there and say, we're going to completely do our own thing. You know, we don't have to listen to the UIL. They don't. There's that. That is one side of it. The other side of it is that while seven on seven is not sanctioned by the UIL and is not coached by Texas high school football coaches, seven on seven in a lot of ways is is born from those those programs and that those practices are, are, are helping to get those seven on seven teams together. Um, and furthermore, the seven on seven board, the people who run the state seven on seven tournament and the state seven on seven uh, group, they are Texas high school football coaches. Um, like they are guys who, uh, you know, who, who deal with, uh, who, who deal with the UIL on a regular basis. Doug Stevens uh, at Rowlett has been the longtime kind of champion for, for seven on seven. Um, it's, it's comprised of Texas high school football coaches. Right. And it is probably, I'm not saying for sure, but it is probably not the case that they are going to do something uh, they're not going to fly in the face of the UIL. Right. And, and, and for me, that's why this is seven on seven is now suddenly in peril because say seven on seven, uh, seven on seven season starts in April or late April. There is a state qualifying tournament at the star in, Fris- star in Frisco <laughs> that it, it, it's, it's hard to see that happening you know it's hard to see them flying in the face of of, of local regulations and saying we're going to run this uh, thing it may in fact by that point it may be like illegal 
you know, it may be like against, against the state law, Mm -hmm. um, or state guidance at least. Um, and so it's hard to see that happening, but then it really peaks late May, early June. That's when the most state qualifying tournaments are happening. That's when most teams qualify for the state tournament in college station. We are now, now that things are suspended until May 4th, if you believe that the state, that a seven on seven organization alike is going to follow UIL guidelines, which it's hard to see them not, mm-hmm. um, then it's hard to see them. We're getting up to the point where those, uh, those state qualifying tournaments are in peril. And furthermore, when are these kids going to get together and practice? Right. Like, when are these yeah. kids going to get together and actually form a team? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's and a so, big thing that you think about is to, and again, it goes back to like with the, with the workouts that the coaches are suggesting and stuff, just because they're suggesting it, are they doing it? You know, it's like, you can't force people to do that when they're not, they're actually practicing. And it's like, yeah. do these 16, 17 year old kids have the self-discipline to go, okay, look, obviously some of them are going to say, yeah, let's do this. But there's a big majority of them that probably are like, Mm, I can take the day off, you know? There's a word that the UIL used in their uh, press release about this. It's like, and I can't pronounce it, like acclimatization. Does that sound right? Yeah. I'm going to go with that. They want to have one of those periods um, for these kids because they need to get up to speed. Mm -hmm. Like Like you said, uh, a lot of these kids are sitting here, like just, you know, they're sitting at home. They're not, like weight rooms are closed. Right. Right. And it's it's great if you're doing push-ups and you're doing jumping jacks and you're going out there and running and that's great. But like from an athlete perspective, it is just really hard to be kind of isolated, self-isolated, and stay and get, be stay in game shape. Not impossible, but furthermore, like there's it's also a a second like it's a difference between affluent kids and non-affluent kids right mm-hmm. that like that like yes there like there are some kids who are going to have like weight equipment at home but there are that's a lot more likely to happen at some schools than others yes. you know what i mean no doubt and so this is going to have like wide-ranging impacts and this was this announcement from the uil yesterday was really the first um i would Time say like stop and go oh maybe this could have an impact on yeah. football um look at this point i don't think that um games are in peril um i don't think that the season is going to not going to start on time um there's nothing right now that we know that would say that 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 would be the case nothing that has been implemented that said uh you know look we're all football fans here um i i want you all to start getting your mind right that there may be a delay. There may be cancellations if, you know, um, hopefully not. Hopefully this thing gets treated and we can move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm just saying that the, like, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with uh, new um, okay. whenever we, um, Whenever we were talking about like her school, when because her her she's a fifth grade teacher, I've mentioned that on the show a lot. Um, that when her school basically they had spring break two I guess two weeks ago, 
And now they're off this week. And then next week they extended that to two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I told her, I said, look, I need you to start wrapping your mind around the fact that you may not be going back to school. Like it just, it may be over. Awesome. And, and that's what I want to kind of stress to, to, to football fans is um, right now, there is not an impact on the, the football season, but there is a non-zero chance that there will be an impact and that games are going to be impacted. And that is going to be, you know, I, 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 I don't want that to blindside people. I don't want, I don't want that to happen. And then people be devastated. So I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I'm not trying to, to, to make you nervous. I'm just letting you know that I think that it's important to prepare yourself mentally that there is a chance that this does linger and impact football season, which obviously, as we, as we mentioned, there are a lot, there's a lot bigger problems than that. Um, But, Oh, Hank found a pacifier. That pacifier has been lost in our house for like three days. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I just want you to get your mind right, okay? Because I don't want this to, to blindside people. This is a time that, I, I, like, again, no no promises. Hopefully, this is all going to pass, and we'll be back at it, and we'll be we're gonna we're gonna survive this no matter what. But I just want you guys to know that that there is a non-zero chance that this impacts football season. We have a question from Ed. Um, he said, <laughs> "Greg, do you think if the high school season starts, but a few weeks late in the year, will we see?" maybe less rounds of the playoffs and less teams in each district making the playoffs? Or I think Step brought up the point that maybe it would be they honestly cut the regular season by a week or two and then That's go what I w- keep playoffs the same. I think they're, I think what they would do is um, I think like let's, let's just I'm, I'm going to take a hypothetical, right? Let's say that they we lose three weeks of the season. Okay, let's say that this is able to start mid to late September is when games are able to start. Um, if that's the case, we lose the first three weeks of the season. I think what you would see is um, I, I think that you would keep the schedule the same. Obviously, teams with bigger that are in larger districts would have to adjust their schedules even more. But you would uh, the vast majority of teams are going to be in non-district and you would just kind of start right away into games that matter. Um I don't think that they would trim the playoffs. Um, that is a possibility, but at that point, what you're doing is that you would, you know, if you do want to do that and you only go two teams make the playoffs instead of four teams, um, to me, that's almost like, like, that's almost double unfair. And here's what I mean by that. If you are cutting the number, if you're making kids play a game right out of the shoot, that matters. Mm-hmm. That that is a uh, that there's no margin for error. That this game has a uh, you know it will make the playoffs or you, it matters. It's a district game. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, and then you're trimming the number of playoff teams, you are basically saying, all right, your margin of error was here, mm-hmm. right? And now we are shrinking it to basically nothing. And I think that would uh, to me they would keep the they would keep it the same. Uh, the playoffs the same. That's my initial gut reaction. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you'd make each district kind of a case by case basis. Uh, but I think you would you would trim the season, trim the regular season, and you would just kind of start it up. Okay, week four, let's go, um, right. and we'll go from there. I That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So, um, 
I'm going to ask you a question, a production question uh, on the We're air. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, TexasFootball.com slash Insider. We will mail you a 2020 copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football when it comes out in well, early to mid June, mid to late June is when it's coming out. Um, stay tuned for a very big special announcement at the end of this show about an event that is going on very soon. So stay tuned. Uh, uh, Until then, we had a great conversation with Sean J. Raji, our college football insider. Uh, He uh, took some time out of his day. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, I do know what he's doing. Uh, he, he took some time out of his day to talk some college football in the state of Texas. Here's uh, my conversation with uh, Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider on Texas football today. This now is the Dave Campbell's Texas football college football insider. It is Shahan J. Raja. Shahan, how are you holding up? It's a little weird uh, being inside this much. It's a little weird uh, being around my wife. Constantly, but uh, but you know it's all great things. I, I you know what I think that this uh, this time away has been really good. But uh, you know that we're still keeping it up. Obviously, we're still real busy. Yes, we are. Uh, I feel well, I feel like people are like, oh, you guys are just sitting around. There's no football. It's like no, we're- <laughs> there's no sports. There's never football now. That's not not really the point. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, you've you've obviously kept tabs on it at, at TexasFootball.com as far as the effect of this virus on um, on college football. Um, I'm not going to ask you to, to go into, you know, every single thing that's been canceled because it's all of it. But but uh, from a from a, a big picture point of view, what has been the impact of this virus on on college football? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing right now is that there's no spring football and it really doesn't look like that's going to change. I mean, a lot of schools have already gone as far as canceling all the rest of classes for the rest of the semester. A lot of schools have gone as far as even canceling graduations and things like that. We don't even know necessarily if there'll be summer classes. And so right now, a lot of kids are out right now trying to figure out, uh, you know, where they're even going to be in a few weeks. So that means that the kids aren't on campus, you know, the football players aren't on campus. And so Right now, it's going to be an interesting transition for some of those teams that are bringing in new coaches, that are bringing in new coordinators, that are bringing in new position coaches, because there's going to be very little time to actually acclimate. Now, it's not impossible to think that there might be a delayed spring practice, that they might get 15 practices in the summer or something like that. But at this point, I mean, there's no indication that this is going anywhere. So right now, I mean, everybody's just kind of up in the air is really what it is at the end of the day. So, um, you know, and, and I guess, you know, to, to put a, a finer point on it, uh, is it fair to say that teams like UTSA and um, Baylor, who have new head coaches and basically new regimes, they're maybe at a bigger disadvantage uh, than, than teams that maybe have a little bit more continuity right now? Absolutely. Well, and even, even with that, I mean, teams that bring back all their coordinators. So, for example, I mean, Texas Tech heading into year two, I think they're going to have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, you know, Houston bringing back most of their coaching staff. They're going to, I think, have a slight advantage. And you mentioned Baylor and UTSA. Like, these were already teams that we weren't sure what they were going to look like. And now you have the coaching staffs also probably don't know what they're actually going to look like. And especially for a first-time head coach like Jeff Trailer, uh, with, you know, a bunch of first-time coordinators like, like Barry Lunny especially, 
I mean, this is a critical time to try to install what you want to do to evaluate the talent that you have on campus. And, and again, especially at UTSA, where you're hoping to rely on some of those young recruits who are coming in, this is a critical time to get them up to speed. And if you can't do that, I mean, ultimately, I, I think that you're really put behind the eight ball. Let's talk. You've got a, a great series going up on TexasFootball.com throughout the course of, of the past couple of weeks. It's a kind of way too early predictions, kind of way too early look at a lot of these teams. Uh, now, you know, look, it, it may be all we know. Um, you know, obviously, you're going to have boots on the ground. Not really boots on the ground. You're going to be on your phone a lot <laughs> uh, talking, talking with coaches. Uh, but uh, with no spring practice, you know, these way too early things are suddenly not looking so early um but let's 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 start with the one that came out today uh here on 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 friday which is about rice uh this is a program that um started extremely slow and then arguably finishes the hottest team in the state um as far as your your way too early look at rice what what are what do you have your eye on yeah, well, the funny thing about Rice is that they are the owners of the longest winning streak in the state of Texas right now at three games. You know, they didn't win a single game for, through their first nine, but then they finish out with three, including two over in-state teams. And look, I, I mean, I think we started to see the vision really come together for Rice in those last couple of games. They ran the ball really effectively. Their defense really stepped up in a big way. I think that the thing that you are you have to be most impressed by with Rice is the improvement of their pass defense on the back end especially. You know, you saw that against Mason Fine in North Texas, holding them to only 14 points. Uh, and look, the schedule is really tough. <laughs> the schedule is always really tough um, when it comes to rights. You know, they play teams like LSU, Texas A&M, Baylor. I mean, this is just what they do. They, they always schedule tough. Um, I'm really looking at that second game against Army. Last year, uh, Rice was obviously able to give Army a big, big test. And I don't think anybody expected that the game was going to be close, but it really did end up being close down the stretch. If Rice can come out in that second game and beat Army, I think that that would pretend huge things for their season. And I do think that that is possible. I actually have them mm -hmm. winning that game on, on my way too early prediction. Um, look, when it comes to Rice, they always came in with an identity. They wanted to be able to run the ball. They wanted to be able to control the clock. Uh, and look, uh, one thing that I think that we're going to see next week is, is, you know, we're putting out sort of a story where we're talking about some things that you can do during the offseason. Uh, you know, one thing that I talked about was that there's actually a great video on how Stanford's rushing attack worked under Mike Wimburn. And you're starting to see some of those pieces come together. You're starting to see that personnel come together. Um, and I think that it's really going to mean big things for this program this year. Now, making it to a bowl game is going to be really tough just because of how tough their schedule is and, and how tough Conference USA should be next year. But look, I mean, we talk about teams that have continuity coming back. The Rice Owls are a team that has that. Um, Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider, talking some college football here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, all right, let's move to another team that obviously um, had a, a great year, a breakout year last year, and that's the, the SMU Mustangs. Um, they are, I think the big question we asked Bill Connolly earlier this week about it is that is this sustainable? Um, you know, they've got their quarterback back. They've got a lot of exciting pieces back there on, on the hilltop. What, what's your early feel for, for the Ponies this year? Well, I think that when you have a quarterback that's as good as Shane Bouchelle, you're already starting, you know, from second base. You're not having to start all the way over. Um, and I do think that Bouchelle is that kind of player. I think that he proved it in the opportunity he got at Texas and, and obviously getting to play in Rhett Lashley's system last year and under Sonny Dykes. Perfect, perfect fits. Now, losing James Prochet sucks. Losing Xavier Jones sucks. Uh, on defense, you lose a lot of key pieces like Richard Moore, like Rodney Clemens, guys who have been there for a little while. Uh, but 
it's not like there isn't talent left. You know, we still have some guys coming in. Uh, you know, Chevin Callaway is a guy from Arkansas, for example, who transferred in, who's eligible next year, who's going to play a big role. You know, Kedrick James is another guy who might not even play a big role next year because Kyle Grandson's back at tight end, but he's another piece of talent that you get to put into this program. And you mix that with the offensive talent they already had on campus. They returned most of their offensive line. They returned Buchel. Uh, they obviously returned Reggie Robertson at receiver. Like, this is not a bare cupboard. This is not like they lost every good player on their roster. They lost some key pieces, and they're going to have to replace them. So replacing a 10-2 you know, and two season, that's going to be really tough. But, uh, but we don't have to act like there's no talent here. Now, the one thing that's going to be interesting is the transition on offense because Brett Lashley does go to Miami, but they bring in Garrett Riley from App State, who is Lincoln Riley's brother, of course. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can kind of add to the offense. I'm curious to see how much not having the spring practice time hurts them, but it might just mean that they try to lean on more of what they did last year and, and more on sort of Sonny Dykes' concept uh, to try to get the most out of Chambuchel's senior season. Um, a guy, a, a team that probably did not get the most out of their quarterback senior season was uh, Mason Fine in North Texas. A uh, disappointing uh, step backwards uh, for the Mean Green in, in 2019. I know that there are high hopes that, you know, they've, They've held on to uh, you know a lot of key pieces uh, of their of their staff maybe out, uh, of their staff and then also obviously on at, at, you know at, outside of the quarterback spot. But um, when you take a look at North Texas, uh, what what kind of strikes you about about the Mean Green? Yeah, well, I talked about teams that are replacing coordinators. This is going to be a big deal for North Texas, in my opinion. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they bring in Clint Bowen, who is a longtime defensive assistant at Kansas and a former North Texas uh, defensive coordinator as well. Uh, offensively, hopefully the transition won't be as bad because Seth Luttrell is basically going to be taking over those duties. But you have to try to figure out who you're going to start at quarterback. There's still as many as four guys who we think might have a chance to do that. Jason B might be the favorite, but who really knows at this point? And, and obviously without spring practice, the coaching staff doesn't really know at this point. Uh, defensively, I mean, they lost a lot of production from last year's team, and last year's production wasn't all that good. So you head into, I think, 2020. Um, and, and look, I mean, North Texas had kind of established itself as sort of that 8-9 win team in Conference USA, the type that could compete to play in the conference championship year in and year out. But now it's going to be interesting to see when it comes to that offense, how much of that was Mason fine and how much of that is stuff that's now sustainable heading forward. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough task for them. I think it's going to be a really tough task. And, and I think that, uh, you know, if they can come out and compete in some of these early games and, you know, be average in conference USA, I think that really making a bowl should be the goal next year. I, I think that doing less would be a disappointment. Doing more would be a great success, but I mean, it is kind of weird to see North Texas down in this position after their run. And, and I want to wrap up with you with uh, some talk about um, – I, I called it the most interesting team in the state with Bill Connolly. Uh, that doesn't mean they were great last year. We're talking about the Houston Cougars. Yeah. Um, this uh, – I mean, what do you say – I mean, do you have any feel for what Houston is going to be in 2020? Because there's just been such a bizarre – basically nine months for them. Yeah. Well, the thing that you say about them is I believe per Bill's rankings are number three in returning adjusted production. So like they bring back almost everybody. That's that's the funny thing about all of this is that they do bring back everybody. They also add Keith Corbin back to the mix. They also add Mulba Carr back to the mix. So like everybody's back, right? Like this is just running back that same roster from last year. This is another team that I think really would 
be hurt by not getting to participate in spring practice because I think that you look at what they've got right now. I mean, I think that they really need that development time. That's what Dana Holgerson is betting on with this roster is development. And look, the other thing too, and, and I mean, you'll have to go see the schedule for yourself on, on my article, but oh my God, what a schedule. You know, they have one of the hardest schedules that I've ever seen in the group of five. Like they, they play like Cincinnati, they play, uh, you know, UCF, they play Memphis. I think that they, like, they just get everybody. They get absolutely everybody. And they also, I believe, play one or two power five teams in the non-conference slate. Like, holy crap. I mean, it is really, really hard. So this team could also be a lot improved and still barely make a bowl or miss a bowl, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how they grow. Uh, I mean, again, there's reason to believe that they'll keep getting better, especially off of last year. I think that Clayton Toon really is a good fit for what Dana Holgerson wants to do eventually. I don't know if it's now, but I think eventually he is. Uh, your receiving core should be really good. I mean, I think that the running back core obviously proved itself. Offensive line, after losing Josh Jones, is going to be a little bit more of an issue. And defensively, again, you bring back everybody. And, and this unit started to come together late in the year. But, again, especially if you don't have spring practice, it's going to be really interesting to see whether that development happens at the rate that we want to see it. And if it doesn't, man, I mean, they joke that they fire coaches for going eight and four. They're not going to fire Dana Holgerson, nor should they, regardless of what happens this year. But things start to get real interesting if you start with, you know, two missed bowl games, for example. He's Shahan J. Raja. He's our college football insider at TexasFootball.com. Follow him on Twitter at Shahan J. Raja. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. Uh, Shahan, appreciate it, my man, and uh, go wash your hands. Stay safe. Now, there he is, Shahan J. Raja. Oh, no. Don't say it again. There's you. Enough. There he is, Shahan J. Raja, a little college football uh, talk with our college football insider at TexasFootball.com. Appreciate it his time um i'm going to vamp here a little bit while ashley gets something ready uh because we do have a pretty major announcement um a new thing that we are going to to do something we oh she's going very quickly yeah, uh, very special live coverage of me very good i gave her i gave her like this is this is on me i should have told <laughs> you her. had the whole 12 minute video <laughs> I really did. And then I thought of it in the last 30 seconds. I was like, hey, why don't we do that? Um, Yes, but we do have a very major announcement, a very special announcement about something we're going to do. So this is a time when we are all cooped up in our house, all of us. We're all sitting here, uh, you know, trying to to stay entertained. And, And when you turn on the TV, it sucks. Let's be real, right? It sucks. And so we, at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, it's why it was important for us to keep doing the show, because it is just a a, a small bit of normalcy and nonsense in your life uh, that can make you forget the world. Real fast, there's been a couple of people on the stream today that have been thanking us for keeping up the podcast because it makes it feel more normal. So thank y'all for for that. Yeah. We're glad you're yeah. listening. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we, thank you for for watching. Like this, this is why we do it. We do it because it's you know we like talking football, but also just you know we're having a good time. Um, and 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 we we want to you know, we we want to help out however we can. Uh, so but yeah, we're all here's here's some things that everybody is doing at home. Okay, sitting here. Mm-hmm. Being bored, mm-hmm. being depressed, yeah, and drinking. 
Yes. Right? Now, as a result, we have a plan. Pickle? going through this pandemic sober. I refuse to. All right, hit the theme expo. (laughs) That's right. The Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. Fridays at 5 p.m. live on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's the Dave Campbell's Texas football happy hour. And you get to join us. And you get to join us. Uh, It is going to be myself, Pickle, Matt Stepp, and Craig Way. We are going to be live streaming (laughs) our happy hour where we're going to be sitting here and we're just going to be talking. We're just going to be having a good time. So, so uh, it's it, it's going to be a lot looser than than this show is. Then this show, of course, is very, you know, strict. serious. Um, yeah, very serious and sober. Uh, this will be the opposite of that in every way. Um, so, um, yes, today on Facebook, five p.m. Central. I should say because we have people all over the world. Yeah, five p.m. Central. God's time zone. We will be having the inaugural Dave Campbell's Texas Football Happy Hour, and we want you to join us. Uh, we want you to hang out with your with your football friends. We're just going to be sitting here kicking back. Uh, Craig's got some stories, uh, and each week we're going to do this every week that this thing is lasting. We're going to have the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Happy Hour Fridays at five p.m. on Facebook on Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, yeah. um, and we are going to uh, just. We're going to just kick, kick it around. We're just going to have some fun. It's, like it's what we want it to be like you are. If you go back to what the watch along was like, right? Mm-hmm. The watch along was we want to give you the experience of sitting in, in a living room and watching the game with us. This is we want to give you the experience of just going out for happy hour with us. Right. Because I feel and like so, we talked about that with the roommates earlier. It's like Friday doesn't have the same feeling when you're just kind of sitting here at home and like, OK, it's the weekend, but it's almost like well, now what am I going to do? Like, at least work keeps me busy at home, you know? Now you have something to look forward to on a Friday. Like, we have our Friday happiness back. We're kicking off the the weekend, and there will be – here's another thing. We are not going to talk about the – we're not going to talk about what's going on. We're going to keep it light. We're going to have fun. Um, And, and yeah, we're just going to kick it around. It's going to be loose. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we hope that you will join us. For the inaugural Dave Campbell's Texas Football Happy Hour uh, with uh, Ashley Pickle, Matt Stepp, Craig Way, and myself. We're going to have a new guest every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and by the way, much like we were talking about, we got Bill Connolly. Like, we can get fun guests, you yeah. know? Like, that's why I reached out to Craig because it's like, all right, yeah, let's get, let's get Craig on because he's somebody that everybody likes hearing from. The GOAT. So, if I do say so uh, myself. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're really looking forward to it. It's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Happy Hour tonight. T- this afternoon, this evening? 
this evening. Uh, what, what's 5 p.m.? 5 p.m., uh, grab, a, grab a beverage and settle in and hang out with us. Um, and, and Pickle will be manning the Facebook comments and stuff like that, like usual. Um, but we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun, guys. So it's Dave Campbell's Tech Football Happy Hour coming up 5 p.m. tonight. Uh, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I was not prepared for this. I was pumped about the happy hour. Oh, but no. One, one thought. Oh, Tepper's gone. See you later, bud. Um, one thought. That video was a lot of fun to put together. Literally yesterday, Tepper was like, hey, make an intro. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it has to look like, but just make an intro. And I was like, but um, we yeah. did first four. We talked about people saying know. thanks for doing the podcast. So really, other than okay, that's it. please, please. Join we'll see you guys tonight, tonight at happy hour. Oh, we'll see you guys tonight at happy hour. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Wash your hands. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. <laughs> like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Shahan J. Raja for joining us a little bit earlier. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy tonight, five o'clock on Facebook, the Dave Campbell's Texas football happy hour. We will see you then. And then we will talk to you again on Monday.